This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Christian Lutz and Corey Munch talk about redemptive suffering. Why do we have to suffer? Why did Christ suffer? How can our suffering be united to Christ? Well, let's find out. Christian and Corey are being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. So we have our next guest, and that is Corey Munch and Christian Lutz. Am I saying those names right? Yes. You are correct. All right. We're going to be talking about redemptive suffering. What a great, great uh, thing. And, you know, it says right on my sheet here, Corey via phone, and doggone it if I didn't see it. So I apologize for that little little, uh, hiccup there. But we're on the road now. So by way of introduction, Christian Lutz and Corey Munch are both on Divine Mercy Radio's board of directors. Christian is the owner of Schmidt Monument Works, and Corey is a business owner who recently retired. Both are married with children and grandchildren. Christian attends St. Joseph Church in Hayes, and Corey belongs to St. Nicholas of Myra mm-hmm. um, in yep. Hayes. So um, we are so grateful that, that they are here with us today, and uh, we'll be talking about that. We know that all good things begin with prayer, so would one of you be willing to lead us in a prayer for this next hour? I, I got a prayer here that I'd like to, to, if that's okay with you, Christian. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. And that has come from Corinthians and Colossians. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Excellent, excellent. Okay, so again, we're talking with Corey Munch and Christian Lutz about redemptive suffering. And uh, so, so tell us just what is redemptive suffering and how can we apply it to our lives? Which one of you wants to get started on that? I'll go. Okay. All right. Redemptive suffering uh, refers to our sufferings we offer up to Jesus. Now, it's very important that, you know, we are actively involved in a relationship with our Lord and through our church and sacraments. And and, uh, just just to... um, you know whether whether our sufferings are our own or for somebody else that we offer them up. Um, it's just very important that uh, we have that relationship and that we can go to him and ask for help and in our afflictions. So, and th- that that's my definition. I don't know Christian may have one. Christian, I just like what Jeremiah, uh, the weeping prophet, always said that uh, let our pain be used as good in prayer mm. for others. So, uh, I mean, that's just a basic. A basic definition, I guess, in in itself, and I, I think it's one thing that the a lot of people don't realize that even back in the Old Testament, Jeremiah and, and just talked about so many things. I mean, they were prophets, uh, and they uh, sure helped out with uh, the way we live our lives today. 
the Lord has a very good sense of humor because he gave me a 24-hour flu, and uh, it was I, I had that chance to uh, offer that up in the last 24 hours, so uh, oh my. It, was, it was not fun, but uh, we just have to turn our eyes towards the, the Lord, so, and I'm doing much better now, but. He was making you practice what you preach. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so tell us a little bit more about uh, the the redemptive suffering. Is it the same thing as reparation? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Corey. Well, I was just going to say, you know, it can it can definitely be confusing, but you know, reparation is, and just a quick example would be, you know, going to confession and getting you know, uh, a penance for, for our confessional sins. And, you know, that's, that's not redemptive. That's, you know, something that we've done to ourselves. We've done wrong. Uh, redemptive suffering is, is, you know, basically sufferings that we are going to offer up that we go through that are not something that we've done ourselves to ourselves. Mm. And, um, you know, like you said earlier, I just wanted to add, you know, it's such a, such a beautiful grace that we are given that that opportunity to offer them up just as Christ offered up his sufferings for all of us. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, beautiful. Really, it, it, you're right. It is truly, truly beautiful and, and something that, it, that I think in today's world often goes unrecognized, that it, that it really is a beautiful thing to suffer and to, to unite that suffering to Christ. Yeah, exactly. just just as just as Christian said this, you know, I was a little worried about. You know, he told me he wasn't feeling well, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to have <laughs> to do this <laughs> without him. Um, but that he offered that up, I'm sure. And yeah. um, you know, it, it was it, it was just a, that's just a small example of things that we could do. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think I'm thinking 24 hours. That's pretty doggone good. You know, <laughs> I was very lucky because I had some uh, a daughter and a, a nephew that experienced it a lot longer and a lot worse so uh, I was very thankful if Christ died once and for all why would we need redemptive suffering for souls Christian I'll let you do that one first a lot of the Protestants say that uh, why do you keep on sacrificing Jesus over and over and uh, at mass and you know we, we don't mm. we actually go into that little bubble of, of God's time if you will I know God doesn't uh, view time as we do, but we're able to go in there, and we are the one that benefit from entering into heaven, into that that uh, point of time where we get to suffer with Christ, and uh, so he he actually did suffer or uh, die once and for all, but we get to enter into that uh, every chance we go to mass. So. A scripture that um, this question that I posed there it was, you know, came from Catholic Answers, and it was, you know, Christian probably read it as my friend said that Christ died once and for all. So why do we need redemptive suffering for souls? Um, how should I respond? So the scripture um, piece that they uh, refer to is Colossians one twenty four, where Paul says. You know, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and my flesh. I complete what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. Mm. And Paul doesn't mean that Christ's death is insufficient for universal redemption. He is simply saying that his own incorporation into the mystical body of Christ, which is the church, 
means that his sufferings can be helpful for other members of the body. And he was talking, writing this letter to the Colossians uh, Christians, and they they are helpful because Paul is united, and this is very important, Paul is united to Christ and his church and his offerings and his sufferings to Christ for the sake of the church. And so in the same way, we can offer similarly up our sufferings to benefit others. And so that, you know, that was kind of the whole premise of that question. Yeah. Okay, and every time we go to Mass, I mean, we, we die to ourselves, and we can offer those things up at Mass, the Eucharist, and, and our prayers up to other people. Uh, it's kind of like a, to give those up for them for that good. Yes, yes. You know, and, it, and it's Calvary continued at Mass. There's, it's not dying over and over again. It's, it's, a, it's Calvary continued. And, and, you know, you alluded to, you know, to the, the Protestants and, and, you know, how they, they say that died once for all. And, and uh, so I really like the, the way that the two of you brought that together and, and gave that explanation. So thank you for, for sharing that with us. You know, this is a, uh, the next question is a really interesting thing because um, I'm interested um, so often I have lamented to friends that, um, you know, my brother who is not real faithful, I, I'm a convert, so he, you know, I'm the only Catholic in my family, and so he's not Catholic, and he really doesn't practice anything, but he has had so much suffering in his life with cancer and, and many other things. And, and uh, so the next question says, can we offer up someone else's suffering other than our own. And so let's talk about that because I think so often, you know, I feel like, gosh, all this suffering is just being wasted. You know, it's just, you know, because he doesn't understand. And, and, you know, I really, you know, I want it to work for his own redemption as well as for others. And, and so I'm, I'm really interested to hear your take on all of that. Well, unfortunately, I would say a lot of suffering is wasted. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't understand what, what we can do with it. When we look at uh, the world on earth, it is suffering. Heaven, heaven is our glory, and we're supposed to be in the garden after all. I mean, but that didn't work out. Uh, so Christ wants us to focus on Him, and if we can control, if we can uh, constantly bring that to our minds of suffering through Him and look at Him, we just we look at heaven with a, a different a different look. And so that's what we have to remember. The Council of Trent, they said that uh, suffering is the biggest, uh, single most difficult mystery. And so, no, I, none of us are going to say that we understand suffering, but uh, the church gives us definitely a way to try to understand it and to make some good out of it. And, Corey, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Yeah. So. Um, you know, offering up somebody else's sufferings, I mean, we can't do that, but we can offer our sufferings up for what we're going through with that person. And the key thing there is love. Um, so if if somebody you love is suffering tremendously, you're going to suffer with them as Christ suffered suffers with us. And uh, Jesus is the infinitely perfect example in this regard through his redemptive sacrifice of Calvary. Um, so similarly, we can offer our sufferings for the salvific benefit of others. Um, so that, that I think is the key. Um, I was talking to Pam about this, uh, the other night and, uh, you know, uh, our children are one of the best examples, uh, because when our children suffer, we suffer, uh, because of our love for them. And, uh, you know, when they're going through a tough time or, or, a, a, 
you know, some ailment or whatever, you know, we as parents or friends, uh, or mothers and fathers, uh, we suffer that as well. So those are th- little things that we can offer up as well through prayer, mm-hmm. um, I just think are so important. The Blessed Mother is our a beautiful example of of that suffering that she endured mm. while Christ Christ's passion. Um, I don't know how many times that thought and that prayer to her has saved me through a lot of my own sufferings. Um, just offering it up to Jesus through her, and um, it, it is is amazing. So yeah, she's such a such a blessed help for us. Give us some of the examples in our church history of redemptive suffering. Um, So uh, examples, uh, you know, I'm going to start. One of the biggest examples that um, uh, relate to me is St. Pope John Paul II. And when Christian and I met the other night, we talked about this. Did not realize when I was reading up on him what he went through in his early years. Um, He was in the third grade when his mother died. Um, His only sibling, his older brother, died three years later. He discovered his father dead on the floor of their apartment at 20. So he was an orphan at 20. Mm. And that was just the beginning of his troubles. Um, And they, you know, they were limited to the loss of his, they were not limited to the loss of his whole family. The Nazis overran his country. And he was in a labor stone quarry, you know, during the Nazi rule. And then he watched and, and seen some of his own friends were killed in concentration camps that were shot. Um, and then the Nazis finally took over Poland. And so, you know, later in life, he, he was shot, you know, as a pope uh, at 60. So the man is just incredible as an example of what we, you know, what he gave up to, to for his God, for his love of church, uh, to be the pope. And um, I mean, that's that's a big example there, and I mean, that's the one I just really, really hold on to for strength. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I think, too, when you think about he was such a visible example of redemptive suffering at the end of his life. You know, so many of us watched, you know, as, as you know, he was weak and, and even, you know, mostly in bed and and you know couldn't communicate well but yet he continued in his role as pope and continued to show us the the dignity that that should be given to each human person even in their suffering and and i just i think that that was you know besides all the suffering that he went through in his life you know the the end of life issues was a true example when we had votes going on for for the uh physician assisted suicide and and all of the the other things going on in our world he was a true example of the dignity of human life absolutely and i i think of um you know the elderly you know at the Christie and other other um, um, assisted living area uh, places. Uh, both Pam and I had mothers that were in there, and so uh, we watched them, you know, suffer greatly as they, you know, started to fail in health, and and um, and then to watch the caretakers take care of these elderly, definitely amazing. Um, you know, I don't know. A lot of them where they were at in their faith, but, you know, the ones that were taking care of the nurses and the helpers, uh, but they could certainly have offered that up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Christian, did you have something to add? Yeah, I like uh, the story of Mother Mariana with Our Lady of Good Success back mm-hmm. in like 1612, I think. She had 
died three different times and was resurrected. And one of the times when she went up uh, to heaven, basically, she was given the opportunity to go back down to earth and suffer or go on to heaven. And uh, her suffering would be for 1900s and what happened uh, in the church. And that's what she was suffering for. So it, in that case, she was suffering for someone else, more of the, the reparation. But uh, she chose to go back on earth and, and to offer up that suffering. Another one would be uh, Bernadette, or Lady of Lords in the 1850s. After she had went through all of her talks and with the police and everybody was after her and and she had so much fame at that time she was sent off to a convent and even there she was uh, persecuted because they didn't believe her oh you think you're so special and everything and they would make her clean the floors and and one day uh, you know they didn't clean she would get down on her hands and knees with a uh, a rag and the mother came in and says oh you I hear you didn't want to do the the floors today and she says oh I just I just have this great pain, and, and I didn't think I could do it today. And she's and she lifted up her uh, dress, and I guess she had a huge, huge, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, hematoma or something on her leg that when she would kneel down the floor that she was in great, great pain. Mm -hmm. And no one knew that, but all these years she had been doing that even though, but she would offer up that suffering. And, you know, and, and my little self, when I going through a bad day or uh, have things I, I try to do for other people, uh, I offer up, you know, the next hour for my brother or for my mother. You know, sometimes it, it might even be the next, you know, minute that if, you know, I'm going through something I really don't want to be doing that has been brought on me, you know, you can offer that up one one minute at a time if you have to. And, and it, it helps it helps me. I think as well as uh, helping them because it helps me get back the, the custody of the mind that, uh, you know, we're not called for glory in, in this world. We're called to glory in the next. So that just helps me put that in perspective. You know, is anybody else kind of a wimp like me? And when you when you pray, when you pray it, you think, oh, gosh, you know, Lord, I, I really do want to offer this up. I really do want to, to offer it up for, for, you know, fill in the blank. I'm, but at the same time, I'm thinking, man, I'm just going to get whammy. Do I really want to do this? It's not easy, and especially <laughs> yeah. when you're in the suffering. It, yeah. But just like anything, if you practice yeah. It gets easier and, yeah. and more effective, I think. So it's just like anything. I mean, the Army goes through training courses. The church, that's that's what we're doing. We're, we're practicing for uh, holiness, I guess. And uh, we just got to keep on doing it, whether we like it or not. Yeah. We just got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. You guys, are, you guys are amazing. We need to take a break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more from Christian Lutz and Corey Munch about redemptive suffering. Back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. One body. Redemptive Suffering. One body. Stewarding God's Creation. 
Christian Lutz and Corey Munch. One body, stewarding God's creation. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. We are talking with Corey Munch and Christian Lutz, and we've been talking about redemptive suffering. So what is the, the connection between love and suffering? And I think you've talked about it a little bit, but let's go ahead and expand on that some more and really talk about that connection. Well, for me, go ahead, Christian. Yeah, this is. I, I'm just thinking this isn't easy because you and I usually feed off each other uh, when we're sitting right next to each other, and so it's a little bit difficult uh, when you're probably a thousand miles away right now. So, uh, I like to say that Christ didn't go to the cross and then get a stunt double. He endured it mm-hmm. until the end. Uh, you know, in Hollywood, they always bring in the the stunt double for the star and and. Jesus is the star. I mean, he's the ultimate war uh, memorial because of the war of, of uh, good and evil. And love, you have to have an intention. And love continues after the feel-good moments are over. And that's where the intention, the sacrifice, the suffering all come together. Yeah. And if you can endure till the end, that's the love. And today's society it's a couple years or a year after the marriage or the feel-good moments and then they want to move on to the next feel-good moment and I tell a lot of people uh, that actually you know it doesn't say that marriage is about love it it's more about sacrifice it's you're supposed to help each other get to heaven and by suffering and and sacrificing that's that's what you do you get each other to heaven beautiful um, so, Corey, did you want to add to that? Yeah, thanks, Christian. I thought you, that that was a, a great answer. In order for for me to perceive a true answer of why suffering, we must look to to the revelation of divine love. Uh, Christ is our example in everything, and the love that He had for His Father, the love He has for us, and to endure the passion of, of the cross. And of our salvation is is obviously the the, the perfect love, mm-hmm. and so we feed off of that. And you know, we as the church, we you know, we, you know, I was when you guys were talking about you know little things of, of offerings up. You know, I, I go to adoration in the mornings, and many times when I leave there or before I get there, I'll read the little uh, prayers, the post-it notes that are on the board there people's prayers of suffering for for family or for moms and dads and you know it it pains me to read them a lot of them uh, addictions a lot of them you know um surgeries and and uh, a lot of them are just people are just out there uh, loved ones are out there and not following christ to take those into prayer myself i mean although it's not a lot of suffering i mean i i do hurt for them because of love and uh that's that's why you know I mean I, I just can't say enough you know the small things that Mother Teresa always talked about it's the small things you do the everyday things um, we can do those and and we have friends that are are suffering through um, migraines and I can't imagine what that would be like but mm-hmm. you know if they can if they can transfer that uh, transform that into um, you know their sufferings to for for themselves or for somebody else. Just asking for help, asking the Lord for help. Um, that is so important. 
and then the transformation that you get through through that suffering is amazing. I mean, it, it's it's obviously love first. The love grows deeper. It's charity. Uh, when somebody's uh, offering up suffering for a good possible, God eliminates that suffering many many times, corresponding to the good. So it's charity. It's humility. Suffering can bring us closer to what is good and can draw us away from obstacles to achieving happiness. Pain can prompt rehabilitation and uh, turning from evil to embrace a stronger relationship with others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, humility is a big, and then just the transformation that our suffering can make, can can give us. And, you know, I when you guys were talking about examples, I'm a saint guy. I love listening and reading to the saints. Uh, every day I, I, I pick out a saint and I, you know, of course we have a lot of feast days in our, in our church and um, I, I continually read and listen to what they go through. You know, obviously they didn't know they were being a saint, you know, it's afterwards. Um, <laughs> it gives me great strength and, and to see those examples. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm going on and on here, but um, I just, I love, I love the fact, you know, God can take a bad and make a good, and the true suffering that happens. You know, and and you make me think about, you know, the saints and and the suffering that they did. I often reflect on that. I mean, you know, being skinned alive, you know, just, I mean, think about that. And and yet they, they, they were able to do it. There must be a tremendous amount of grace that comes, you know, during, mm-hmm. during those times for them. Because how could you possibly endure something like that? You know, do you guys ever think about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I pray for that, uh, for that ability. I hope that it never happens, but, yeah, yeah it's the grace. It's, we can't do that at all yeah. on our own. No yeah. way. Yeah. I was uh, listening to uh, Father Spitzer's um, talk on redemptive suffering, and uh, he made a point in there I wanted to bring out. Um, many times when we go through things in life, uh, some people would call it bad luck. To, you know, they think, you know, and I've even been there myself. It's like, ah, God is punishing me for something I did back when I was in my early teens or mm-hmm. or early twenties, and. Uh, you know, he's getting me back for that. And, and his point was God does not, does not make you want you to suffer. He wants to walk with you through mm-hmm. your sufferings. Mm-hmm. A very important point, I think, is to understand that. Because we can get into, you know, well, I deserve this because I did this or I did that. Uh, there's an evil out there that, that wants to put us down and wants us to blame God. And, you know, it's always the blame game. And, uh, you know, if, you know, God is such a loving God. Why did this happen? You know, you see, you know, how many times have you seen the, the poster where, you know, there's two footprints in the sand, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all of a sudden, then you know, you see, you know, God walking with you. And, and I mean, he wants to be with you. That's his whole purpose. He wants to walk with you. Yes. Yeah. We just keep screwing it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I agree. For sure. For sure. Better to give uh, your life for someone else. You mm-hmm. know, it's uh, one thing. Like, uh, kind of a shout out to my mom there in Lindsborg. Uh, she's been listening to Catholic radio since it came on there. Uh, she was actually at the blessing out at the the tower, and uh, 
she gets a chance at the doctors, and every time she does, she she uh, says something about Catholic radio, and she listens all the time. She just started listening a little at a time, you know, mm -hmm. and then the rosary and, and things like that. But now she listens all the time, and when I go over there, I have to turn it down so we can we can talk. But um, just going through a, a lot of uh, sufferings now in their end of. Uh, end of life processes and uh, things like that. She was always a quiet soul when I remember her. I mean, mm. it, it was the wait till dad gets home. He wasn't the quiet soul. <laughs> but the odd thing was that my dad, when he suffered through the cancer, he didn't have pain. He didn't have all these medications. Mm. And But my mom, her quiet soul is just going through the opposite. So that uh, that's just the great mystery. And she... She brought up the idea uh, the, that Catholic Radio has taught her a lot about redemptive suffering. She hadn't really, she didn't know about it, mm. but it was through Catholic Radio that uh, has helped her out and mm. offered that up. And she has her little prayers. So, what a great thing to see! It, it's not easy to see, but it's a great thing. Yeah, oh, so beautiful. What would you like to add? We have about 15 more minutes. So, what would you like to add that we haven't already discussed about redemptive suffering? Um, I'll jump in. The, um, one of the things I want to bring up is being involved uh, at, at your church. And so uh, St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that given the bond of charity among members of Christ's mystical body, making us all one in Christ, that when people we know, friends we know that are in church, you know, a lot of times they suffer through things, and we suffer with them. Here, not, not so long ago, a couple from our church lost a son. And, oh, my goodness, it was the whole church came together. Mm. And it was it was so hard as parents to know, you know, that, we, you know, they lost their son. And, of course, you know, we, we, we suffered in that in that thought and that pain of that happening and, and our, our love and feelings for them. Our heart just went out to them. Yeah. And I think it's important there as well, you know, because, you know, again, not just family, but also well, family and, and church, that's that's what it's all about. And, um, yeah, so we can certainly certainly do that as well. You know, and, and you bring up a really good point because, you know, even Christ, you know, had somebody who helped him to carry the cross, right? So so we yeah. really need to go out and, and help others as well as as part of that that suffering and, and really be the the Simeon or the Simon, the Simon um, who helped him to carry the cross. And, and I, I think that that is such a good point. And Corey had asked me the other day that, you know, I do tombstones and I get a lot of families in there and every situation and, and I, I don't feel their pain. I, I can't because I didn't know them. But it's very tough for me uh, to get through some of the situations, but what I do for my suffering is I do everything I can to get that stone done for them, work the endless hours and things like that, because I know that through what I do will help them get a little bit of closure on their loved one who has passed. And uh, it, it's not easy when you lose someone. I mean, I've, I've lost uh, very few people that were close to me. And so when someone else loses a son or a daughter or a brother or a mother or father, it's, and everybody takes it differently. But it, it's not easy, no matter what. I, I always just say it sucks. I, it, it does. Uh, but we have to look past that. We have to look towards heaven. And if we did it right, then we'll meet him again in heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
that's why we have Catholic Radio to help us do it the right way. We learn a lot mm -hmm. uh, from Catholic Radio. So what would you like to add to all of that, whether it's about redemptive suffering or about Catholic Radio as a whole? I'm going to jump in. Um, I would say, you know, a couple of scriptures that I uh, read and that call to mind redemptive suffering is is the woman that was suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I mean, scripture tells us that she she just had faith enough to touch the cloak mm. of Jesus. Mm. And, uh, you know, going back, Jesus wants us to call him, wants us to go to him. And when she touched it, she was immediately healed. And Jesus knew that something had some some healing came out of him and he turned and you know he wants to look at you he wants to help you and then finally i would say uh in matthew 11 uh where he says come to me all who labor and are heavy laden i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light i think that is um just such encouraging words from from our our god and um it's something that we just need to keep remembering and recalling. You know, I, I have to say, you are wearing a huge crucifix there. So you you are taking this redemptive suffering. You're you're not just talking about it today, but you are living it. I think on a on a daily basis. Because anyone who walks around with a huge crucifix like that, you got to be taking it seriously. Well, you look at that crucifix. Who's standing there? And and it's Mary at the foot of the cross. And if anybody suffered uh, more than me it's definitely her uh, you know just to see your son die and to go through everything that she did and, and she was warned about it uh, you know that she would have those and uh, years ago I put a four by six poster basically on a, a metal sign outside of Corey's uh, office uh, it's in the alley and he sees my building and so I had my sister make up one with the the sword through Mary's heart and so when he'd look out the window there he would see that instead of just a wall and uh, so uh, yeah Mary has a lot to do mm -hmm. with uh, suffering that I've, I've gone through she's pulled me out of a, a lot of situations uh, and I wear the St. Benedict medal as well to, uh, and just to, to fight off all that evil that wants to to get back at me what what they used to have uh you know there there's this song uh on acdc it says uh, i think i'll change my evil ways and and then uh, he says no i think i'll just keep them and i used to say that and uh i just no i just i, I didn't keep them uh there's so much propaganda out there in our music and and uh and that was one of my remember that I've definitely changed. Uh, no, I don't want your evil ways. Uh, they will bring you right to the pits of hell. And uh, I, I'm glad that Catholic Radio has helped me see that. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is powerful. That really is powerful. The brotherhood that it seems that, that you and Corey share as well with, with putting that beautiful sign outside of his, his uh, window. Corey, do you look out at it every day? I do, I do, and I was smiling when he was talking about it because it um, was such a good reminder to me. Because I am, I am uh, so devoted to the Blessed Mother, um, just with everything she's helped me with through my trials and and uh, to get me closer to God, to Jesus, and uh, you know, friends. Uh, it's a good point. Friends can help bring friends closer to Christ, and that's what Christian does for me. 
That's really awesome. And you both are helping Catholic Radio. So thank you for, for all of that as well. well I just want to, um, you know, all of those people that are suffering out there, and there are many, there are many different ways to suffer. Call on Christ. You know, give it up to Him. That, uh, you know, love and, and just offer it up. And, um, you know, we we don't know what the future holds, but through Christ, you know, we know that there's redemption and comfort. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I would just say, you know, my prayer is for all those out there that are suffering uh, right now through whatever. I just, you know, I will keep you in my prayers, and thank you. Thank you. And Christian, right. or, yeah, what would you like to say? I'm just happy that uh, we're finally almost getting uh, Catholic Radio clear out to the Colorado border, and because uh, I drive out that way frequently, so I'm I'm glad to be able to to uh, when I do turn on the radio on that drive, I'll be able to to hear it. So, uh, yeah, and I'll end with a prayer. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we can't even start to recognize the the benefits of our suffering here on earth but i'm sure as we look back over our lives hopefully when we get up to the pearly gates that we will understand it then and thank you for it so we need to thank you now for our suffering even though it's hard Uh, we just we suffer every day and there's so many people out there that are suffering and i just don't want them to give up because I want them to have the same chance and not the same chance that uh, we all have that Christ gave us to, to go up to go upstairs to the pearly gates with him. Mm. In your name we pray. Hail Mary, Amen. full of grace, the Lord, grace is with with the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. women. Blessed, Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Amen. Thanks for tuning into One Body Stewarding God's Creation. This year, Divine Mercy Radio is celebrating Mother Angelica, and so we'll end this show with a quote from Mother. This one is titled A Prayer of Hope. Sometimes I feel like all is lost. We've all felt like that. We've all felt like It's finished. We're bankrupt. Some of you are spiritually bankrupt. What do you do at those moments? I look up and say, I put all my trust in you. That's a prayer of hope. Try it sometime. Thank you, Mother Angelica. Please pray for us. You're listening to the network of stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear His voice, Harden not your hearts.